Hello and welcome to another episode of This Diet Life. I am Kim Dunaway. I was talking to one of my customers on the phone a couple of days ago and she thinks that she is suffering from adrenal fatigue. And it brought up some memories for me because adrenal fatigue is something that I suffered with very badly probably 14, 15 years ago. And the industry as far as the natural products industry goes, as well as the medical industry too, has come a long way in terms of dealing with adrenal fatigue, recognizing it as more of an issue. And at this point, a lot of times people are familiar with adrenal fatigue, or they're at least familiar with the adrenal glands. Whereas 15, 20 years ago, people thought of endocrine organs and you thought about the thyroid gland, and that was pretty much it. And for those of you that still aren't super familiar with what the adrenals do, adrenals are, as I mentioned, endocrine glands. And what our endocrine glands do is they emit chemicals or hormones that help our body in a lot of different ways. And so the adrenal glands in particular will secrete hormones like pregnenolone, DHEA, cortisol, and these are very important processes for inflammation regulation, for hormones. It also helps re regulate blood sugar as well. And it also has a huge mechanism regulating blood pressure, which is a huge problem. And it continues to be a huge problem. And so it has a lot of functions. They're very small glands. They're about the size of a kidney bean and they sit on top of your kidneys. The entire endocrine system consists of several different glands. So the hypothalamus and pituitary gland being the glands in the brain that really tell all the other endocrine glands what to do. So there's this feedback loop in the body called the HPA axis or hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. There's also one for the thyroid, also one for your gonadal organs as well too. But this particular feedback loop is really important in helping us regulate stress. And as we know, stress is a big, huge deal for people to deal with on a daily basis. And it is estimated that somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 to 80% of health problems are attributed in one way or another to stress. So it's a big deal. One of the issues that I have a lot of times with modern medicine is that they treat the symptom. They don't treat the whole person. A lot of times people think that they may have a thyroid issue and they may have an underlying adrenal issue instead, but because it's not part of your typical blood panels, a lot of times it goes undiagnosed. The longer the adrenal glands fatigue, the harder it is to get them back functioning as they are supposed to. So let's talk about adrenal fatigue today, what the symptoms are, what you can do about it, how you can test for it. So the symptoms are, of course, fatigue, as in the title. And it's different than just your normal, I'm tired, I'm lethargic. Usually with adrenal fatigue, there are certain pockets of the day that you have less energy. Those are the times of the day that your body is either not secreting enough cortisol or secreting too much cortisol. So that's first thing in the morning when you get up. Your body should secrete cortisol to help you get up in the morning. Oftentimes people with adrenal fatigue, they wake up and they just don't feel rested despite the 
time that they spent sleeping. It could be four hours, six hours, eight hours, 10 hours. They wake up and they just don't feel rested. Their body's not getting that cortisol that they need in the morning. Another time that people feel fatigue oftentimes is in the afternoon. Between the hours of like 2 and 4 p.m., they'll have this kind of afternoon dip, and that is another sign. And then at the end of the day, when you're trying to go to sleep, your body needs some cortisol to help you go to sleep. Too much cortisol keeps you from going to sleep. So you want things in that right amount. So there are some of those pockets of the day that you might feel like, you're struggling could be indicative of adrenal problems. Another issue is, as I mentioned before, issues with blood sugar regulation. So people that have low blood sugar, they get hungry in between their meals, they get angry in between their meals, they get weak, dizzy in between their meals, oftentimes is indicative of a blood sugar drop. And if it's not related to your diet, you had some type of sugar and you're Blood sugar went up and then had a harsh drop, but you're eating as you feel like you should, you're not doing those types of habits, then again, that can be indicative of a low blood sugar problem as it relates to your adrenals and not so much for your pancreas. The other thing is blood pressure. So again, a person could suffer from low blood pressure, which can be a sign of adrenal fatigue, or they could suffer from high blood pressure, which is often a regulation problem within what's called the renin angiotensin mechanism, which I won't get into all of that. That's basically where your kidneys, adrenals help to regulate your renin levels for your kidneys and that affects your angiotensin levels, which increases your blood pressure. So all of these things could be related to adrenal fatigue. The other thing that I'll mention is a lot of times when people have thyroid issues, and a lot of people do, I believe Synthroid is either the number two or number three most prescribed drug. And once you're on Synthroid, oftentimes it's very, very difficult to get off of Synthroid because it doesn't fix anything. Ultimately, the thyroid gland becomes completely dependent upon the medication and the thyroid never really gets better. It's it's a very unfortunate situation. A lot of times people don't realize the risk factors until years down the road when there's not a whole lot they can do about it. But oftentimes when people have thyroid issues, they also have an underlying adrenal problem because those two glands really work in tandem together. And when one starts to slow down, the other tries to pick up the slack. So oftentimes people get on Synthroid and they don't get 100% better. Maybe they get 50% better, 60% better, but they just don't get all the way like they feel like they should, oftentimes because that's not the whole picture because again modern medicine a lot of times is just treating one symptom or one system and there's multiple things in the body we're all so particularly complicated there are dietary considerations there are other glands there is genetics there's a lot of things that are just one thing a lot of times doesn't solve and so I find that a lot of times with clients with customers that once they start to give their adrenal glands some nourishment that the thyroid starts to get better as well too. So these are all ways that you might notice that you're suffering from some adrenal issues. So what brings on adrenal fatigue just to begin with? Well, usually long-term stress, not short-term stress. Our body is designed amazingly and we're designed to be able to deal with things that come up in our life, whatever the stress may be. 
but we're not necessarily designed to deal with it over a long period of time. Three to six months, six to 12 months, several years of stress really takes a toll on our body. And so after a while, the adrenal glands will start to burn out and they won't be secreting those hormones when we need them, as much as we need them, if at all sometimes. And so if you've been under stress for long periods of time, that is usually what happens. Either it starts there or it starts with a thyroid gland and it trying to pick up the slack from your thyroid. So how can you test yourself for adrenal fatigue? So there are a lot of places that do hormone testing. Bioidentical hormones is usually what they call it. And that can be testosterone testing, that can be progesterone, estrogen, and female hormone testing. Oftentimes they will also do adrenal testing as well too. So one of the reasons that you don't see adrenal in your typical blood work is because blood work isn't a really good way to test for hormones. Usually either urine or saliva is going to be the best way to test for your hormones. And so in order to do adrenal test, you'll do a saliva test or a spit test. It's not, it's just like if you do those, those genetic tests like 23andMe and, or those type in Ancestry.com and you have to spit in it, it's very much the same way with the adrenal test. But what they'll do is they'll have you tested at certain times of the day to check those cortisol levels to see if it's too high, too low, or if it's in the area that it's supposed to be. So a lot of times you can get these done at those types of places, which is great because your regular primary care doctor may not be able to do that for you. And that way you don't have to go to an endocrinologist, which depending on where you live, if you live where I live, that can take three or four months to get in to see an endocrinologist. Meanwhile, your adrenal glands are just continuing to go downhill. So that can be a way that you can test for adrenal gland failure if you want to get a specific diagnosis. Oftentimes there's not any harm in taking certain supplements for adrenal fatigue if you feel like that that is what you're suffering from. So let's talk about some of the natural remedies that you can do. The standard medical treatment for adrenal fatigue, especially in autoimmune adrenal conditions like Cushing's disease or Addison's disease, is to take a product called Isocort, which is basically a, a cortisone, a prescription cortisone. So the natural way, however, is usually gonna be one of two strategies. One strategy is to take nutrients that are designed to stimulate the adrenal gland, get it to produce more hormones. The other strategy would be to take supplements that are designed to nourish and rebuild the adrenal glands. So usually the way I like to explain it to people is if, you if you're really suffering from a lot of low energy, a lot of fatigue, then a lot of times we're gonna take things that are gonna kinda help to rebuild the gland because oftentimes that's indicative that you've got longer term issues. And so usually you do that with adrenal glandulars. If you think about, if you've ever heard of nature thyroid or armor thyroid, where they use a thyroid gland from a cow or a pig, the adrenal glands work the same way. So usually a desiccated pig or desiccated beef adrenal gland, and that will help the body sort of be able to rebuild. The other options are to do supplements. So for instance, your Adrenal glands use vitamin B5 or panathenic acid to run off of. And so that is the most important vitamin for the adrenal glands. The other one they run off a lot of is vitamin C. So you can supplement with those two vitamins or there's a number of adrenal gland formulas on the market by a number of companies at this point 
that have a lot of different ingredients in them together. And oftentimes you'll see a category of herbs called adaptogens. And those are herbs that are designed to help the body deal with stress. So those will include things like ashwagandha, rhodiola, holy basil, schizandra, even ginseng falls into the adaptogen category. And so any number of those, one or a combination of those, will help with that HPA axis or feedback loop that I talked about at the beginning of the episode. So you can do herbs, vitamins, glandulars, or a combination of those types of supplements. Now, diet-wise, one of the worst things that you can do for adrenal fatigue is a lot of caffeine because they're already tired. And what stimulants do, such as caffeine, is that it further runs it down. So a lot of times this is very difficult for people because the first thing that they do when they're really tired is they go for the energy drinks, they go for the coffee. And so you have to kind of taper yourself down to that to also help rebuild the adrenal glands as well too. And then you also sometimes need to add salt to your diet. So if you're one of those people that has adrenal issues and you're suffering from low blood pressure, your electrolytes are off, you're not sweating like you feel like you should be, oftentimes you need to add salt to your diet. A lot of times when you have adrenal problems, your sodium and potassium imbalances are really off. So that could be something you need to add to your diet versus if you're more on the high blood pressure end of adrenal fatigue, then obviously you're going to want to subtract salt from your diet and probably go towards increasing your potassium not necessarily supplementally but eating more potassium rich foods most of your fruits and vegetables are very high in potassium it's not just bananas so the last thing is lifestyle so we talked at the very beginning about waking up and not feeling rested but getting enough sleep is vital for helping to regenerate your adrenal. So you really need to block out at least eight hours a night of sleep, and that will go a very long way. If you have problems going to sleep, there's a number of supplements that you can do to help with sleep. And it's not just melatonin, it's not just valerian. There are also supplements that can help relax the brain. Sometimes people have a hard time shutting their brain off. So you might wanna try a GABA or an L-theanine supplement. If you're not on an antidepressant such, such as Zoloft or another type of SSRI, then you may benefit from a 5-HTP supplement or a tryptophan supplement to increase your serotonin levels. Or again, you can get a combination of several of those different types of things. Magnesium can help to relax the body. Even nice things like taking warm baths and using lavender oil in your baths or putting lavender oil on your pillows. All of these things can be helpful and very important because it's not just one strategy. You really need to take a bigger picture, make some lifestyle changes, figure out what it is in your life that's causing you the stress because ultimately we've got to get to the root of the problem. If we're still under a lot of stress and as we're trying to rebuild ourselves, it's like putting dirt in a hole and then taking another shovel out the other side and put and pulling it right back out. So we have to get the stressful things out of our life as well too. So those herbs will help your body overall deal with the stress, but we definitely want to try to reduce the source of it as best as we can, whether that's getting toxic people out of our life, whether that is cutting back or changing jobs, whatever that may be, find the source of it. Perhaps it's going to a therapist, going to yoga class, getting massages, taking up a hobby, going on vacation, whatever that is, that is going to be an important component to you rebuilding your adrenals too. The last thing I want to talk about is how does this relate to weight loss? Does it in any way? So in 2001, 
a product came on the market called Relicor. Actually, I think maybe it was 2002, but around that time period. And it was designed to reduce cortisol in the body. And so the thought process then was that excess cortisol leads to belly fat. And so if we suppress the cortisol, then that will help. So that certainly can definitely be a factor. I'm not a huge fan of suppressing certain hormones. I'm a bigger fan of working on the adrenals and ultimately getting the adrenals. Uh, commercial break, <laughs> recording this at work. So you can definitely see where nourishing the adrenals can be helpful because ultimately with it helping your blood sugar levels, with it possibly producing excess cortisol and leading to belly fat where working on the adrenals can be helpful. If you are less tired, you're more likely to be able to want to work out and do some of those things that can help in your weight loss journey. But I would recommend staying away from certain supplements that promise losing weight doing due to focusing on lowering your cortisol levels because we do need some cortisol as i mentioned before to help us get up in the morning to help us go to sleep so cortisol is not a bad thing i was listening to a jillian michaels instagram story the other day and she was saying t-o-o the word too in front of anything is not good too little of something or too much of something and that's what we're trying to address here with the adrenals is we don't want too much adrenal hormone. We don't want too little adrenal hormone. We want to find that balance. And so I hope that this was helpful for you and maybe you or someone you know could be suffering from adrenal fatigue and hopefully some of these recommendations and advice are going to be helpful to you in some way on your journey. So as always, you can follow me at Kimmy Two Shoes on Instagram. You can email me at thisdietlife at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.